Hi guys, Sean and Miriam here, and welcome to That Staff Room Podcast. Every other week, we will be chatting about all things school-related, from school dinners to Ofsted ratings. Join us in the conversation as we delve into the life of a teacher, the good, the bad, and the downright hilarious. Now, lesson is in session. And we're back. I can't believe it. It's been so long, Miriam. So long. It feels like forever ago. I can't even remember what our last episode was, Sean. Christmas. Christmas. And that's... Oh, Christmas dinner. Yeah. And that's how kind of long ago it was. And now, today, I've sat outside having a barbecue. So that's how much time has passed. The weather has changed. (laughs) Honestly. But I'm so excited to be back because Mm -hmm. of two reasons. Well, first, I've just missed doing this and missed talking about you know all things education and school but the other thing is this is the best part of the academic year for me personally I I like this I know Christmas is a special time but Mm. the summer term as a whole is the one you've just been waiting for completely totally agree not only is the weather nicer outside it's brighter in the mornings it's still bright when you leave school but you can just see the end is in sight and that summer holiday is it's on the horizon people it's coming (laughs) i've been going through my calendar for this um new term as well like you know putting things in trying to be organized and all of the little things like rewards trips you've got Mm. obviously the exams coming up Ooh, we've got coming. first I know first exams in two years it's crazy, crazy. and we have like prom prom sports day yeah year 13 year 11 leaving graduation going to university flying the nest wow I know it's, it's a it's big true. one it's, it's a, a big, big one. one it's an exciting it is an exciting term I do love this term it just has this kind of I don't know this excitable anticipation feeling of something great is about to happen and also it's just not autumn term which is always the worst and that's a win (laughs) it's the getting to school when it's light leaving when it's light and then Mm -hmm. having some time at home afterwards where you can sit outside you know in your garden or perhaps you have a little balcony or whatever wherever you are you know you can just enjoy more of the day you can get more stuff done most definitely it's also sure in the term where anything could happen in terms of the weather, where you could get that email from the head teacher saying, you don't have to wear your ties. <laughs> <laughs> Top buttons. Or your blazers. Off. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be 30 degrees today. <laughs> where were you like? <laughs> I don't think it's going to be 30 degrees up north. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, this transitions well because this is the reason we have been away for so long. Mm-hmm. It's because I've moved schools. I've moved house. It's been a big transition time for me. And um, I guess I was just taking care of those type of things really first. And I'm in the north now. You're in the south still. And it is exciting. And we're going to be discussing all these things in today's episode because Sean's transition up north. Not only did it have a massive impact on, you know, he just left me and then left the podcast for a bit and (laughs) left us all in limbo and I'm joking, but it definitely has been a huge transition on so, so many levels. And we wanted to discuss that today in thinking about what's it like being the new kid on the block? Yeah. And both of us left the same school that we'd been at. I mean, you, you were over 10 years. I was 10 years there. I was 14 years. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like we've gone from somewhere where we've been 
you know, very consistent and, um, you know, you could become part of the furniture to going to be the new person somewhere else and going through everything that first day, that first week, the first term and, mm -hmm. um, you know, all the emerging kind of narratives that happen and, and all the excitement that you have going in and all of the kind of surprises and things that come along the way. It's, uh, you know, it's a ride, isn't it? Going to a new school and a new adventure they say absolutely <laughs> so we hope you enjoy today's episode of new kid on the block now obviously sean there's been a lot of change in your life and i think we need to recognize that i know we've spoken about it in the introduction but not only have you moved to manchester you bought a new house you decided to also renovate that house. It wasn't just like move into a brand new apartment, blah, blah, blah. You've like totally renovated. You also got engaged. What? And you started at a new school. Like, did you want any more newness <laughs> all at once? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been quite overwhelming in a lot of ways. And I think um, talking about the house in particular, mm -hmm. I've got a few friends that, you know, are in trades and... They've always given me the same advice, like, don't do everything all at the same time. Pick a room, finish it, <laughs> go to the next room, finish it. And I remember um, a, a good friend of ours, David, right, he moved schools mm -hmm. and he said, look, when I'm changing schools, I'm going to pick one initiative that I'm going to work on. I'm going to put that in place. Mm -hmm. I'm going to review it and do it again you know and, and all this stuff and then i'll move on to the next one i'm not going to try and do everything and i i know that that's the best approach yeah but and did i do that <laughs> absolutely not i didn't do it in any in any of those things i get sucked in i'm so like i'm too enthusiastic for my own good that i'll just start things and i'll start everything all at the same time and then <laughs> not <laughs> have anything feel like it's on track or being finished um but pennies make pounds and if you yeah. do persevere you do get there so you know <laughs> i'm lucky that in <laughs> in um in terms of like the house this holiday's been a bit of a blessing because a lot of things are now done you know in yeah done and like i can actually enjoy the house yeah i'm not worried about the next problem or the next issue i can go right this will do until summer and i'll just enjoy having the house the way it is and i think in a lot of ways that's very similar to what's happened at school you know you mm. come in somewhere new and things aren't the way that you're used to and you yeah. have those kind of um things where you you're either going to adapt to the new way or yeah. you're like well or am i gonna change this to a way that i think would be better you mm -hmm. know for instance mm -hmm. and you're just in this whole kind of that happening with everything that you're doing you know how is attendance tracked like for instance has been one thing i've been working on yeah but then it you know you every every single thing you know you're learning how to do it you're assessing is this a, the best way of doing it yeah. could it be better yeah but then you can't do it <laughs> to everything yeah and yeah. i think my mind has been consumed by trying to analyze every single piece of information and sure. you know it, it does become a bit overwhelming and i think you know, it was very wise advice I was given. That you did not <laughs> take. I just didn't take it, no. And that, <laughs> but I think like, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's, we haven't moved schools often. Yeah. So this is still a very new thing to me. Yeah, And being told that that's the best thing to do and actually learning that it's the best thing to do 
is totally different things. Yeah. So until you go through that process and you're like, no, that's why that advice was given to me. Like, because <laughs> it is not feasibly possible to just like have your mind consumed by so many things. I just don't know how you've done it, quite frankly. And now obviously mm. added to the list is planning a wedding. So it's just like, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that, that's all right. <laughs> But we've all. I can take a bit of a back burner for now. Yeah, fair, fair. We've all. Just enjoy engagement, you know? Yeah, just enjoy it. Enjoy it. I mean, yeah, just enjoy it as long as you can. That's all I can say. But with all of that newness that's happened for you, obviously, like moving to a new area, a new city, everything like that, you can't help but also reflect on where you've come from. And obviously, there's a point where you had to leave and. A lot of people ask the question of like, how do you leave well? Like, how how do you leave a school? Because maybe they haven't, you know, moved away from their first school before or, um, yeah, had that much experience moving. But how did, how did you leave your former school? How was that? Because I knew I was going to leave a long time in advance. I had the kind of opportunity to just be really honest and I had a good you know good relationship with the principal and I was just you know I'm planning on moving at some point in the future mm. you know and because it's not to a rival school or <laughs> you know something that can leave sometimes a bad taste in people's mouths and yeah. stuff like that you know it was very amicable mm. um and you know as you know I kind of stepped down from the role that I was in um went to do head of music until I kind of left so I could you know the head of music had already uh, had left the kind of term before so I'd taken on that role and something I'd done before just to kind of steady the ship as it was but also give me time to kind of focus on the move so it was very like it was an amicable and very positive you know departing really and yeah I think a lot of that as I said is just to do with communication and you had a similar yeah. kind of thing really yeah I've I've been thinking about this question quite a bit actually about um leaving well because I loved the school that I was in. Like, I, you know, like you said before, I was there for 14 years. Like, I loved the mission of the school. Mm -hmm. I loved, you know, a lot of the staff I was working with and had, had, a, had a really good relationship with the principal in lots of ways. You know, I'd kind of grown up in that school and had so many different roles within that school. And um, it's funny you were saying about before about, um, you know, when you were at a school and you were like the NQT, but then you move a school, but they didn't know you as an NQT. So you've got none of that. Whereas I actually had all of that where people knew, well, not that many people because a lot of people had left over the years, but people had known me as an NQT, then as, you know, NQT plus one, as, you know, moving in through the department, moving up the ranks, moving into assistant principalship. Yeah, to the point where I remember um, one of the vice principals saying to me, about um on inset day right so on inset day there, there used to be this thing about uh what 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 are you allowed to wear like what, what, <laughs> is it like smart casual is it casual is it professional wear blah 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 and one time we had an inset day um I'd worn a hat right it was a cool hat it was it was one of those kind of like fashion hats it wasn't it wasn't a baseball hat or whatever. It was a good hat, you know, it looked cool. It was smart, smart casual. I felt like I ticked that box. And um, apparently it caused a big issue, right? This was when I was about 23, 24. It caused a bit of an issue in SLT. And apparently after that situation, they changed the dress code for inset days to be in professional wear, right? <laughs> and um, like late years later, like I'm now like 
big 30, 31. And <laughs> the associate principal brings it up again. Well, last time, you know, you wore a hat. I was like, that was like seven years ago. You realised, like, I was a lot younger then. I wasn't in SLT or anything like that. I was just like, how is my past discretions, like, being brought up still <laughs> as, like, someone who's a lot older now? And I think it is just that thing of you've been there a really long time. So anyway, going back to the question of how do you leave well, um, I was thinking about the fact that it's really important to honour the lessons that you've learned in a place, even if they're um, like, even if it's like how how not to do something. So it can be just as much of how to do something. I think the school that we were both at taught us a huge amount, like massive, massive amount. But they also, there was also things that it taught us not to do um, wherever we went. And I think it's important to honour the lessons learned. And so I was really like keen to make sure that I honoured the lessons learned and the leadership that I had. And, you know, met with met with the principal. Like you said, like communication was really important. You know, I sat down with him. And it was during lockdown as well, which which made it a bit tricky. Um, mm. But made sure like we met over over teams and had a really long conversation. And he was so good, to be honest with you. He was really, really positive about everything. Um, and I think it's, yeah, just honour the people that you have around you. Even... Even when maybe relationships have broken down, um, because again, like I said, there's so much that people teach you, even when it's teaching you what not to do, and that needs to, I think, be reflected and and spoken about. And then I was thinking about um, the students themselves. Like, when do you tell the students that you're leaving? When did you tell the students that you were going? Long enough so that they could write me a card, but. <laughs> <laughs> Save up for a present. I, 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 I just I gave them I gave them enough time to get a card together. That was it, you know. But really, like I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to tell them any earlier. Mm. But I didn't make I didn't want to make a big deal out of it either, you mm. know. So it was kind of um, with my year 11s. I told them straight away in September. Yeah. My year 11 class. I said I'm not going to be here yeah. until the end. Right. I don't know. I don't know who is going to be here. Yeah. Every minute that you have with me you have to make the most of yeah. because I don't, because it's, it's, you know, finite. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want you to skip any interventions. You don't miss any piece of homework because yeah. th what you're getting from me now is, is all I can guarantee. Yeah. So I was very open with them. And of course, like that trickled down to other people and stuff like that, you know, in year 11, but um, in terms of like whole school and your form group and all that kind of stuff, it wasn't yeah. all right, right to the very end really. Yeah. And you know it's like then you get kids in the corridor going, "So are you leaving?" Oh, you know, going? That kind of yeah. stuff. No, you know, it's, true. It's, it's sad. It's sad. You know, they it made is. a little video and all that kind of stuff, and it was. It's emotional. You know, do you know? Yeah, like it was emotional. Like the whole thing was emotional, and um, it, it's quite far back. So I'm just like having loads of things that like, come back to yeah, me. But yeah, that's a big thing that I learned actually. Is I got letters and messages from kids that just I would never have. A, a thought, thought that I would have yeah and you never know the mark that you're leaving on students you yeah. know like just little little things like you know um particularly like from the teaching perspective as well yeah. just like oh helping them with a song yeah you yeah, know yeah, like something yeah. like you know just part of you know I'm just doing my job you know kind of thing but <laughs> yeah. it is literally you know it's leaving a mark on someone Completely. like that would might have been their first ever experience of doing something and they they let you know and it's um there was that and also on the last day i'm not ashamed to say i bawled my eyes out yeah same i was like, I was like <laughs> crying like i remember like yeah. um 
you know, they said like the leaving speeches and said some really nice mm. things. And uh, <laughs> I remember going over to um, just like saying my final thank you and like goodbye to the associate head. And like, mm. I just started, you know, s sobbing, oh. you know, like, like, you know, like really bawling. <laughs> and then I finally kind of like uh, finished and sorted myself out. And then a friend of mine who, um, saw me in the corridor and he had like a bag of stuff that he'd got me and I just Aww. went it just got me again I was like blimey now like just you can't you can't predict how it's gonna make you feel yeah. you know and had another friend of ours leaving at the same day and uh he was in pieces as well you know it was uh <laughs> it was very emotional and like you know I, I feel really blessed that yeah we were both sent off in in a way and it was strange because because I've been there so long yeah a lot of my really close um, friends at the school had already left. So there's only like a yeah. handful of people there that kind of really had been on this journey with me. Um, and the room really felt in a lot of ways like it was full of, not strangers, but you know. New full people. Of like, <laughs> yeah, new people and yeah. like young people. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I <feel> like <laughs> That's what an NQT looks like now. 21, you know? 22 year olds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was, it was just, it's the, the strangest thing, you know, it's, when you walk in through this, the corridor for the last time, yeah. you know, it's, it's weird. I did a video. I, I just went around the school just doing a video because I was like, I have to capture all of this. Mm. Like I went into um, two teachers. I've spoken about this before in the podcast, two teachers rooms. Yeah. And I got so emotional because those teachers were actually students that I had had when they were in year seven and now they were teaching year seven. And I just stood at the That's back crazy. of the classroom and just bawled my eyes out. And the year sevens were like, obviously like, why is Miss Setray crying? <laughs> and then um, they, the, the, the teachers, like one of them stopped the whole class and was like, what you guys don't know is that Miss used to be my teacher when I was in year seven and today's her last day. And then all of these year sevens who I didn't know just started clapping. And I was just oh, like, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was very, very special. Like the send off that I got was unbelievable. The students were amazing. I actually told the students, I, at the time I was head of sixth form and it was a very close-knit community. It still is really, really close-knit community of students. And I felt like I needed to give them at least half a term's notice just to prepare the students mentally as well because there was really close relationships there and I wanted to make it as easy as possible on them. And also, like, hand over the baton to yeah, the course, person yeah. who has taken over from me and for them, for the students to get used to the idea that they were going to be, like, the head of sixth form, which wasn't hard because they were my deputy, basically, already. And so it was just a very, very easy transition. But, yeah, I think it was just I wanted to prepare the students as much as possible. And then the kids did a total number on me and I was just bawling. It was, it was, it was mad. But yeah, I think going back to like leaving well, I think it is just like, you know, really honouring those relationships, both with students and with staff and with the leaders, regardless of, of whatever's happened and, and really honouring that and making it as easy as possible as well for the next person yeah. who's taken over from you. A hundred percent. That's exactly like that was at the forefront of my mind mm. you don't don't leave a mess for someone else to pick yeah. up you know and like I, I i've seen it so many times yeah. and i've i've cleaned messes that other yeah. people have left <laughs> yeah. and 
you know, the, the the thing is, no matter what bitter things you might have, and yeah. it happens, right? Yeah, Relationships break down. People yeah. can be spiteful. Yeah. Both ways of the leadership kind of, you know, relationship. But ultimately, the people that, that suffer the most are kids. Yeah. When you don't have, you know, don't do your due diligence, ultimately, you know, you, you're in this career for kids to do well. And, you know, don't let someone else's relationship with you tarnish the way that you you know have respect for yourself and leaving in a positive way you know because um that was really big for me i did i didn't want i wanted to do mm. everything i could to mm. make sure that when i left there was nothing i could have done more you know yeah. for those year 11s yeah. in particular and just you know the kids that the kids that i was teaching in the other year groups were getting a good deal yeah you know they were getting a good deal Completely. because i don't you, you don't know who's coming in next That's you don't it. know and you, you can only guarantee what you can provide so yeah and i think i remember um our previous principal just saying like don't you know don't take your foot off the gas now that you're leaving i was like absolutely not like and i, and I really didn't i really made sure that like you said like it it was kind of full throttle right to the end. and But I do think people do. They kind of think, oh, yeah. I'm leaving, take the foot off the gas. And, you know, I don't need to do as much. And it's just, you know, if you want to leave well, don't do that. Don't do it for the sake of the kids, but also don't do it for the sake of the person coming after you. I spent ages doing like a, a handover, almost like a, what it was. Mm. It was a booklet. It was a whole book. No, I saw it. Did you? I saw it. it was yeah, because, <laughs> because they meant... passed it to me and they're like, oh, you know. Um, this is a good example. <laughs> are you going to do, a, you gonna do a, ha a handover? <laughs> you know i've got a really good example i was like looking at this i was like <laughs> i don't i don't <laughs> i don't think i'm publishing a handover oh it's so funny do you know how many people have got in touch with me about this book because basically they're like miriam like because you did this i've just been yeah. asked to do this myself like why did you do this but it was i was so like i really wanted to leave everything and so i did the same thing for my all my classes i kind of did a breakdown of all the students where they were at like all the data everything where we were at in the topics like who struggled with what all of the kind that kind of thing and then with regards to my leadership role I did like a whole calendar, all the things that I I would do at different parts in the term, like who to contact, like outside of the school for different things. Like I had a directory for the like all of this. So if anybody's listening to this and wants a good example of a handover document, <laughs> more than happy to send it your way. But I think it was, you know, the person who I handed over to said it was really, really helpful and shared it with a few other people um, who were just like, actually, that's, that's helpful because it's just sometimes you need a bit of a user manual and I wish I'd had one when I took on the role. Absolutely, yeah. What's been your biggest challenge since moving to your new school in Manchester? You become an NQT again in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, so going into a classroom after like, you know, just being, just being like so consistent for years, <laughs> yeah. walking into a classroom. Like you're the, you know, you're, the, you're in that position where you can walk into a classroom and like, stand at the door and it can go silent totally you know like you yeah. just that you have that kind of Gravitas. presence yeah. and yeah and, and relationships i guess with the students they know that like you care enough about their education to not let them do that yeah and then you're going in like my first lesson at my new school was <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh gosh you Tell know us more, just, Tell us oh, more. <laughs> just like you know just like just students saying no you know like oh. just no i'm not doing that wow. I'm, and like you're kind of like well where do i 
you know what did what did i have to do what? from here and it was interesting because <laughs> this year i was um before that i was working with a a, a newly not a newly qualified teacher teach trainee mm-hmm. and um i was like what would what advice was i giving her mm. you know like and i had to go back through all of that and step what would i say to this person yeah um f- for this particular thing and you have to go back to just all yeah. of those basics it's so scripting true. out what you're gonna do and like standing at the door yeah you know seat and plan reviewing all the time calling home like yeah doing all the groundwork yeah. you know yeah picking up every kid that didn't show up you know just all of it the all of it, and, um, isn't it? completely yeah, and yeah it's, it's it's not easy to get it <laughs> especially when you've taken it for granted like you said like you've had yeah this kind of absolute influence in your last place because just because of length relationship and even with new students that come through they know that you've been there a while they hear it from other you know they they can see that other students respect you older students respect you so they don't yeah. give you any you issue. taught their siblings yeah you know? exactly you... exactly they know who you are and then it's funny because you know you mentioned covid so i now work as an education advisor in 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 a london borough and um one of my schools was really hit with covid like badly with mm. with the staff and so they were going to have to like send a year group home or whatever but i was like ah oh, you know i can teach i could come in like i'm their link advisor for for the the local authority and i was like oh, i'll come in i'll just do a couple of lessons for you no problem and in my head, I was like, this is going to be so easy. Like, <laughs> I'm great with kids. <laughs> I can build rapport so easily. And, um, you know, it's a really good school. And I walked into the lesson. I was doing a music cover and an RE cover. And I was like, wow, I have to, I'm on my toes here. And it was, it went great, but I was like, I worked so hard for those two hours. I can't tell you how hard I worked. I was like, wow. And I said to the head teacher afterwards, I was like, it's nothing like a supply lesson to keep you on your toes in teaching. (laughs) Like I'd forgotten how hard, I'd taken it for granted how hard it is because, you know, I've just been able to have that instant kind of, respect i suppose <laughs> and it, it is funny like um i remember the first lesson back after the half term mm. and this class that you know is, is, i've been really working on mm. you know and, and i still continue to like really work on i have to think very carefully about how i plan specific parts of the lesson but i came back and the first lesson back was just amazing and i was like you know that kind of feeling where yeah, you yeah. like, oh no, it's it's it, like it's it working. is true. It's working. It is true. You know, they've they, because I'm still here. They yeah, now yeah. they know I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> um, the week after it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. But at gosh. least they showed you they could do it. <laughs> no, like yeah. Glimpses, isn't it? It's the glimpses. Yeah, exactly. My fault, it. basically. <laughs> so, what would be your top tips? of if you're moving somewhere new like what would be your top tips of kind of embedding in that school number one for me and it's actually very different to how i started at the school that we were at i wasn't like really my authentic self when i started at previous school i was like trying to hide bits of myself and give come across in a way you know that i um, wanted to and um, I didn't really make many friends, may have many relationships. You didn't talk to me um, for about five years. No, like, you know, and I was like, and, and a bit of it was like the school had just had, you know, new 
new management mm-hmm. come in place and I was like one of the first people that he'd brought in mm. and there's a lot of like negative discourse mm-hmm. because people weren't happy with some changes yeah and you know I was a bit of it was like navigating that yeah but you know what I found through just experiences like having good relationships with staff or you know makes everything easier yeah and you know it doesn't matter what position you're in you can you you know just be the person that you are inside and you know and and it goes a long way and so for me that's that's been that's been part of it you know like making jokes in the slt room trying to you know like but and also saying things as i as i think and feel them rather Mm. than keep them inside just wear my heart on my sleeve in a in in and that's who I am as a person. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's just those type of things, just being your authentic self. Yeah. And being kind. That's that's such an important point because I think you can almost get this kind of imposter syndrome, especially when you step up into like a leadership position or whatever. Um, you you think you have to act a certain way, but you don't. Yeah. It's a, That's a lie. I remember when I took over as head of sixth form, um, my predecessor had a very different leadership style to me, completely different. And I really felt when I took over that role, oh, I need to be like her. I'm going to have to lead like her. And um, I remember my deputy at the time, after about half a term, her and, and another member of staff who worked in the sixth form came to me and we sat in a meeting and they were like, Miriam, we don't like working with you. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, these are my friends, you know, like yeah you're you're different you're you're not you're not what we expected actually like now that you've stepped into this position I was like wow and it really caused me to really reflect and be like gosh what have I done and it was I was just trying to be someone I wasn't like I was really trying to to emulate the person that had gone before me um and that had worked for her because that was who she was, but it wasn't working for me. It, was, it just wasn't who I was. I wasn't being my authentic self and it showed. And as soon as I just decided, just let go and be you, it like things just were so much better and it was like more fun. I didn't have to like try and fake anything. I just was like, if I didn't understand something, I'd just be like, I don't get that actually or whatever. And I think it's so important. I, was, I, I met with two of our friends um, the other day who are now like vice principals in in their respective schools, and they were say one of them was saying about how um, there was this like new head teacher who just joined the school, and before they even asked like, you know what you know how long you've been here or who are you tell me a bit about yourself da 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 the head teacher just their first meeting was what's your name tell me what you do what's your name tell me what you do and just went round everyone like that and like it just left this horrible feeling once people like you don't have to be that person just like get to know us build rapport build relationship like be who you are like how about you tell us who you are <laughs> you know yeah um and so yeah i think that's such an important point yeah people don't people don't work for titles they work for people yeah that's a really good point yeah i think um another tip i would say to people who move to a new school some don't go around saying oh in my old school we did dot 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 or at oh, blah go blah, back. blah yeah go back there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember there was this um assistant principal that joined our school and that was like their tagline to the point that you'd almost make a bingo card and when it was like 
a meeting, you'd, you'd you'd be crossing it off and calling bingo so often because they said it all the time. And it really irritated me. And then when I moved to the school in East London, I actually started doing it. I was like, oh mm. my gosh, Miriam, you can't. Yeah. I had to apologize because I was just like, this is what I hated in that not hated but I disliked very strongly in that other person which is constant in my old school in my old school we did this and it's just like you can't do that you're somewhere new now and yes you may have taken some great things from that other school but and you know you can certainly do that and and implement them but don't go around telling everybody that because they will just go we'll go back then <laughs> do you know do you know what when you told me because you you told me this before yeah and uh I was like, oh, I have been saying that. And now, <laughs> some people have said, like, you know, they've remembered me saying something. They go, oh, you know, Sean, remember what you said about how you did this in your old school? And I, like, it makes me shudder inside. I'm like, no. I'm that person. Yeah, exactly. But it's true. It is true. And it's hard not to do that because it's your only, like, comparison, isn't it? Yeah. I think one thing um, you've you've said to me before as well is about like getting to know the culture of the school. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, and before you kind of like try and make changes to it, because you know there's loads of things that make up the culture of a school, not just you know the location, but you've yeah. got the the group of students, the the kind of demographics, the history, mm-hmm. the staff there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and particularly like schools that have been there a long time, you know, those things could be deeply ingrained. Totally. Um, for the school I'm at currently, like, you know, the parents will come yeah. that went there, yeah. you know, and yeah. like, so you've got like all of that yeah. at home as well. Well, well, when we were, we were at school there, this is how that was happening. Yeah, and yeah. there's still teachers there, I'm sure that have taught <laughs> yeah. the parents, you know, like that's, yeah. that's how it is. And like those cultural kind of things are you know long established Mm -hmm. and um whether or not whether or not you should change them Mm. it's just important knowing the significance of of them definitely what that change means you can't just go in guns blazing it's just it's so important to really listen and understand the culture that you're in um Mm -hmm. which kind of goes back to as well a point that you made before um about just changing one thing (laughs) don't go in trying to change everything at once all guns blazing not listening it's just like one thing at a time right yeah all like and and, and like the thing that's going to make the biggest difference right now yeah i think that as well kind of leads me to my last point my last top tip really of um moving to a new school things to think about when moving into a new school is be open-minded because actually there's multiple ways to skin a cat actually that phrase is so weird isn't it there's multiple ways of skinning a cat that is a phrase right that's a quote like not quote that's a phrase weird who skins a cat but anyway um like there's (laughs) there's so many different ways to do something and i think from coming from like a, a strong culture like what we've come from you can think that's the best way of doing this. Like this is the way to do it or that's that's how everybody should do it. But actually there's so many different ways of of of, of doing something well and it's about being open-minded to those things and not just kind of going into a new place thinking, right, I'm going to change this, this, this. I'm going to make it how it was before, blah, 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 blah. Actually, it's just sitting back and being like, hmm, that really works actually. Or 
that just needs a slight tweak. It doesn't need a massive overhaul. It just needs some slight tweaks that would just get it to that point of being absolutely excellent. And um, it's really interesting in my work now as an education advisor for the local authority because I have the kind of privilege really of going into so many different schools and seeing how different schools operate. And, you know, they all have a different, slightly different approach to teaching and learning or they all have a slightly different approach to behaviour management or attendance or whatever it is. And it's like, ah, that's really cool to see. Like I, you know, that's, and and it's kind, it's quite nice for me because then I get to magpie all these different things and also connect schools and just be like, oh, you know, at this school they do this, then that's something you're really working on. They do it really well. Like, you know, maybe I can buddy you up. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of another one of my tips would just mm. be be open-minded because there's multiple ways of doing the same thing. And I don't know who said this actually, but I've, it's a, some, something I've heard recently, or maybe I've read it recently, but it was about like going into every conversation with every person, assuming that that person can teach you something. That's such good advice. I really love that actually, because it's, especially when you're, you're, I suppose, in leadership or going into a leadership position, you can assume you're the expert. And you need to tell people what to do. But actually, if you kind of have the attitude of like, I'm going to learn something from you. Um, obviously, you are there also to sometimes tell people what to do. You know, that sometimes is mm -hmm. part of the role. But when you have the attitude and the humility to think, actually, there's something that, that you're going to teach me through this conversation. Yeah, you're right. That's a really, I love that. That's nice. Question, how do you know when it's the right time to leave? school because I have come up with an acronym I wasn't really asking you the question because I have the answer in my head already but I just thought I'd ask you to you know uh, involve we just, you just, we just had established that that's very bad leadership <laughs> I wanted to exemplify that but <laughs> <laughs> no give me your um, acronym oh, you're gonna love this yeah okay is it leave or something no it's love oh okay close so my acronym is love. So yeah. please remember that, everybody. But when, how do you know when it's the right time to leave a school? I've, I was thinking about it and I was thinking about all the reasons why you might leave, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of distilled it into this. So first of L, L is for living. So if you're somewhere where you feel like actually your well-being is under attack or, you know, you're you're just not, excited to kind of get up in the morning and you're struggling with that side of things maybe there's a real issue with work-life balance um that kind of thing then actually maybe there's there's a, a point where you need to kind of ask yourself the question of is it time to go now because sometimes having like starting somewhere fresh starting somewhere new can give you that kind of revitalization that you need um so that was l right O is opportunity. So if you feel actually it's time for me to step up into a new position, um, I feel ready to take on leadership or maybe you feel like your skills are underutilized or there's an opportunity for growth, then that might be a good time to think about now's, now's the right time to leave or move into a new role. So opportunity. Um, v is values. So if you feel that your personal values are not, in sync with where you're at um so when i'm when i'm saying values i mean kind of like the culture of the place or mm. um 
you know, like how 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 staff are treated, but also how students are treated. What's the mission of the school? If it's not aligning, um, then I think that's that's a big reason to think about leaving somewhere if there's if there's a clash of values um, and personal mission. And then E, this one's a bit dubious, is efficiency. Because maybe actually it's just a practical thing. Maybe you're moving. You know, it would be impractical for you to be working in London but live in Manchester. Um, mm. And, or, you know, maybe it's time to leave when it's just that journey is just taking so long or whatever um, to get to work. And that has a bit of an impact on mental health or well-being or whatever. So I was thinking like these are like four reasons to leave, right? So how you're living, opportunity to step up, is there opportunity to step up? Maybe you look at the team above you and think, I don't actually want to be part of that team. Um, you know, I'd like to, to be somewhere else. There's an opportunity to grow elsewhere. V, values, is it aligning? And then E, efficiency, like is it practical to be where you're at? So I was thinking those would be my reasons to leave somewhere or think about now's the right time to leave because something's out of sync of one of those things. What do you think of my acronym? No. Nah. Do you love I, it? I want to say I want to say I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of how to leave well, I think it's time to put an end to this show. We've covered a lot, Miriam. We talked about a lot, and um, hopefully, everyone listening has some top tips that they can take in to their next steps if they choose to move. That's all for this week, folks. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Just search That Staff Room Podcast. Links are in the show notes. Get involved in the conversation by leaving comments and messages. This podcast is all about sharing ideas and building connections. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you're feeling kind, then leave us a review. Five stars are most welcome. Until next time, top up your coffee, sharpen your pencils, class dismissed.